The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Drone speech. We'll get to that in just a moment. The virus has claimed over 7,000 of those residents across Canada, about 80% of the country's total COVID-19 deaths. In Alberta, as of um, today, there have been uh, more than 1,000 cases of COVID-19 and 164 deaths in Alberta's continuing care homes. Geriatrician Dr. Nathan Stahl says he's really concerned about the fate of those in the facilities. We failed miserably and honestly it seems like we're willing to fail them again. There have been several recommendations made by multiple organizations over the summer that includes beefing up staffing just to increase the basic staffing ratio uh, to give full-time work and sick benefits to workers so that we can retain more workers into the field. The infection prevention and control expertise is essential for homes to managing outbreaks. Failed miserably, he said, and it seems that we are willing to do so again. That's strong words from that doctor, but they are being echoed across the country and right here in Alberta. Now, uh, just a short time ago in the throne speech, the, the Liberal government noted that one of the greatest tragedies of the crisis has been the lives lost in long-term care homes and is promising to amend the criminal code to penalize people who neglect seniors under their care as well. The government said it would also work with the provinces and territories to set new national standards for long-term care. Pat Irwin is the founder and president of Elder Care Canada. She joins us this afternoon. Pat, welcome back to the show. Oh, Jaylen, you know, <laughs> the last time I talked to you, I think, was in March. And wouldn't it have yeah, been it was. nice if a lot of things had changed and they haven't? I completely agree with the doctor. Failed mil- miserably were his miserably. words, and he said, it, yeah, and, "And it appears we're willing to do so again." I thought, I thought those words summed up um, well a lot of what we've been seeing and what we've been hearing. Your job is to kind of literally go into some of these facilities uh, yep. and, and see what is going on and what is happening. Have you been able to get into any of them? Has are are, are things changing, Pat? I have my ways of getting in. <laughs> I'm a bit of an essential service. And, and I can get in, but um, it's, it's so frustrating because the things, we have heard lovely things about personal support workers and, and these heroes and all of this. This is lovely, but there's no more funding. There's no, no plans at all for increasing staffing levels. And what a lot of people don't worry uh, realize sorry, is that because of social distancing, your home is at capacity now very quickly. You used to have four people in a room because of social distancing. You can only have two people. So a double room is now a single room. So you have, you're full before you know it. So what it mm-hmm. means is your former residents who may have gone to hospital or rehab have nowhere to go. We know that uh, here in Alberta that at the start of the pandemic, at the start of the crisis, when when really all hell was breaking loose in the facilities, the the, the province um, was handing out some money to help boost staffing levels, um, to help facility operators, help address immediate cost pressures. I mean, I I don't believe that that at at the time or still is um, a a permanent uh, amount of money that's going to be sticking around. It it was there as an immediate reaction. That's right. 
when it comes to um, these, you know, recommendations that you've been calling on and that many people have been calling on, you know, we talk about beefing up staffing, increasing basic staffing ratio, um, infection prevention and control expertise. Is any of that happening? I wish I could say it was, but no. Hmm. It's, it's, it's not. In fact, many personal support workers have left the profession completely. Mm. People are burned out. Physicians are burned out. I mean, as you said, for a doctor to make a statement like that, uh-huh. that tells you something. So as we um, hear more and more, especially this past week, you know, in the past couple of days about a second wave of, mm-hmm. of COVID, are these facilities prepared for that? Absolutely not. Uh, in most cases, they are full. So if there are new cases coming in, they don't have room to isolate them. So they would maybe have to isolate them off-site. And I think we, you and I talked about earlier that I think we should just commandeer some motels or hotels or old whatever that you can put people in because you've got to separate them from the get-go. Yeah, we're talking about doing that here with uh, with some of our homeless population to try to, We've been to doing protect it here with them as well. Population. Yeah, but um, and that's that's terrific. That's wonderful. But uh, this is another population that you are definitely going to lose. They are going to die if you don't do some planning right now. And we know so, what to do. So, Pat, I know in in some communities, you know, the the COVID uh, numbers are going up and we're seeing community transmission and there is concern that that's going to be reflected in care homes. And we also know out here, I'm not sure what's happening um, in in Ontario, you know, exactly, but we we have seen some of the restrictions loosened around visitors, the number of visitors, whether or not you have to quarantine or not if you um, leave the ground for, uh, for 24 hours. I mean, they say that they're doing that so they can balance because there, there is a fine balance between, you know, protecting our, our residents from from COVID, but also making sure that the, the mental health aspect of it is there as well. Oh, you're um, absolutely right. So, yeah, for example, like, I, I have just as of a week ago, finally been able to legitimately go into a person's suite. So mask, but I can see them face to face. So let's say, because we're doing the same exact, exact things in Ontario, that things go back to uh, stage two or, God yeah. forbid, stage one where they're isolated yeah. again, they could be back in isolation in October. To be isolated yeah, that long for someone whose mental health is a little shaky anyway, maybe cognitive issues, these people will not recover. One of the reasons, well, there was a number of reasons, of course, I wanted to check in with you is because of this talk of a, of a second wave, the numbers that we are seeing in, in some of these facilities, but of course, the throne speech today, um, yes. you, you heard the Governor General say that it's uh, one of the greatest tragedies of the crisis has been the lives lost in long-term care homes. Okay, good that that was acknowledged, but again, mm-hmm. a little bit of lip service. My question is, okay, what is going to be done? Number one, the government promising to amend the criminal code to penalize people who neglect seniors under their their care your reaction to that well good luck with that because it's the oversight if i can't even get into a retirement home a, a licensed care home how am i supposed to get into a person's home where they're keeping their mom in the basement or something how do i get in there 
Who would let me in? And how am I allowed in? And then what is the process for me to be called in? Then what do I do when I have seen something that isn't acceptable? Mm -hmm. Call the police? I mean, it took... <laughs> I mean, remember, it was the military that went in uh, well, the last was, time we all... Well, it was, but you see, if I go yeah. in, Jaylena, and I see something, and I've had to do this in the past, I call the police, there's nowhere to take the person. They used mm -hmm. to be able to take the person to a place of safety, but now there's nowhere for them to go. The other thing that um, was was uh, promised today, saying that they're going to work with the provinces and territories to set new national standards for long-term care. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you have to say Again, to that? who's going to police that? We already know that these uh, audits that were supposed to have been done and reviews were cut back, so they were basically done by phone, or there was um, notice that they were coming so everybody could clean up. So you can have standards all you like. Who will enforce them? If they don't have any teeth, what is the point? Well, it sounds good, right? Today it sounds, sure it good. sounds I mean, good. And that's it. I mean, but you're right. If it doesn't have any teeth, uh, you, know, what it is, you know, what is it? New national standards for long-term care. But we again, have standards now care. that are ignored. So <laughs> why would, why would uh, other standards? It, it all comes down to you're a personal support worker. You want to obey the standards. You have 12 people to look after. You're supposed to have five. So you are going to do whatever you can get done that night to help those people right now. So again, promises to amend the criminal code and promises to work with the, the, the provinces and the territories, uh, a, a lot of talk. We still need to see more people. We need to go back to those things that we talked about before, beefing up staffing, increasing, you know, basic staffing ratio, uh, you know, benefits, pay for these people who are working in these homes. Mm -hmm. is, is that where we need to go? It is. And the, the, the tragic thing is, you and I had this same conversation in yeah. March and nothing has changed. How many lives have been lost? I think I made you cry last time. I yeah, want to cry now because yeah. we were waiting for these things and they are just lip service. Now, I know what I would like to do. May I be controversial for a minute? Go for it. <laughs> Evidently, during the World Wars, they had something called a coalition government where there were no partisan politics <laughs> they basically said, yo, we have an extremely important job to do, and we all have to work together. And things were expropriated, things were, were mandated, and there were teeth, and there were consequences, and it happened. And this is what we have to do. We can't play politics anymore. You have to make it happen. Well, yeah, okay. Maybe the army comes <laughs> in again. Whatever it is. No, no holds bars here. Nothing. You, you've got I saw to someone, do it. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, I, I saw someone calling today. I think it was to have, you know, the, the army come in to help at some of the COVID uh, testing you know, facilities as well. And of course, you know, the military is there to to, to be there and to and to help when when called upon. But yeah. in the long run, it, it it can't be the end all be all. And I, no, it, we, can't, we have the, can't. it can't be. It can't. No, it can't be. It 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 just can't be. Somewhere along the line, there has to. Be be the will to address those basic problems that we are seeing 
and until that happens um, there there could be some challenges and again I don't want to take away from the great work that is being done by a lot of folks um, you know right across this country in these homes but given the fact that we don't have a vaccine for this virus yet that um, that our our, our our populations in those homes are are, are more likely to uh, die from this disease or from this infection you know the, the talk about doing something um, is is long over we we need to get moving on it yep we do we do uh, it's a national disgrace and we got to stop <laughs> flapping our yaps and actually <laughs> <laughs> we're mixing metaphors here but something with teeth so it has to happen so mm. Don't worry about opening bars and restaurants right now. Can we focus on getting things back to a state where people can be kept safe and there's no more community infections? That's the scary part. I mean, it's it's balancing the economy, though, too, right? I mean, it is an incredibly tricky balance. Yeah, I understand. But in the end, if everybody's dead, what does it matter if you're running a restaurant? Pat Irwin joining me this afternoon. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, one of my last texters, Lauren, says, um, you know, this is this has been going on for for years. And I yeah. mean, it's just the pandemic yeah. has really yeah. has 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 shone the spotlight on it, and we've said yeah. that. So, again, the will has to be there, and uh, I know that you're going to keep fighting the the good fight, Pat. I enjoyed our conversation once again, and, and thanks for taking the time. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always great to talk to you, Jalen. Take care. Take care. Again, that's uh, Pat Irwin, the founder and, and president of of Elder Care Canada. And um, you'll remember that conversation that we had back in, in March, and it was a tough one. And a lot of you were, were really, you know, upset about it. And in, in, in some of you, like, it, it still boggles, boggles my mind. You just you just don't care. You're like, I, I don't care. I mean, let, 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 let our seniors, you know, get get sick and if they die they die it still blows my mind that people think that way um but it's evident um on on my text line every time we we talk about this now let's be real we we know that when it comes to COVID-19 that um that majority of, of those who have have died from the virus have comorbidities, right? And um, we also need to to keep in mind that those cor- comorbidities for some of us would be real, even at 50 years old, let alone 80 years old. When you talk about you know diabetes or you talk about high blood pressure or you know that that sort of thing, but we do know that uh, long-term care and continuing care facilities have been just um, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a hot spot. And as I said, and this was from Alberta Health this morning. I, I, I emailed this morning. I said, can you let me know? Um, there have been, you know, more than a thousand cases of, of COVID-19 uh, in Alberta's continuing care homes. We've seen 164 deaths. So that's 164 out of what, 200 and, what were we at? 250, 260 uh, deaths. But again, in the long run, we just really do need to do a better job, and, and we of, of protecting our seniors who are in these in these facilities. But we also need to make sure that those people who are who are charged with um, with with doing those things, bathing, basic things, bathing, feeding, dressing. Um, our loved ones are also uh, supported 
and have the training and, um, you know, are, are, are getting paid a decent wage that um, that they're not overrun with the number of, of patients or clients that they have. And you're right, texters. Yeah, this has been going on for a long time. The pandemic, you know, has shone a spotlight on, on a lot of different cracks in society, hasn't it? Hasn't it? And this is one of them. And um, I've said the will has to be there always said the will has to be there and you know we talked about it again in the throne speech today talking about you know amending the criminal code to penalize people who neglect seniors under the care and and working with the provinces and territories to set new national standards um what will that lead to i guess we'll see it's 322